If you want to bypass my intro, you guys, simply fast forward 30 seconds. It took every ounce of my being to find purpose after losing my husband to cancer in 2020. I've put in a ton of work and I am now ready to share my personal ups and downs, the good, the bad, and the ugly. I am real, honest, raw, and even vulnerable. My hope is to inspire others to know there is so much life to live after such despair and to let you know you're not alone. Your personal experiences don't have to mirror mine, and as a matter of fact, they won't. Everyone's journey is different, and that's okay. My podcast is called Whole New Life, and my name is Stacy. Welcome to Season 2 called Year of Dabbling. Episode 1, I will talk about setting goals and making decisions for and by myself. What to expect today. I will talk about what Year of Dabbling means, what setting goals look like for me, and how when I realized I will now be making these decisions on my own, how I worked hard to embrace the freedom and the power of it. All right, you guys, let's get started. If you've been listening to my podcast and or following me on social media, you'll know that setting goals isn't necessarily new to me. I did that my entire adult life as it relates to fitness and or my career and other miscellaneous things. And I can openly share that I am so proud of the things that I did accomplish up to this point of my life. And as I tried to just survive every day in 2021, I knew I needed to start to make those changes and start setting some goals for myself, or I will just be stagnant for the rest of my life. And there'll be no chance to move forward in this whole new life of mine. And honestly, it's kind of one of those things where I didn't have a choice. It seems like a common phrase that I used often in the early stages after losing my husband where I would hear myself say it or other widows that I met. We don't have a choice. So what does year of dabbling mean for me? So my main goal was because I have already accomplished things that I am proud of, I thought, all right, maybe it's a chance for me now to try new things, to explore, learn, and grow. I mean, maybe I had a talent or a skill that I didn't even know I had, and I wanted to give back to others. So many people have been taking care of me, and as I started to get stronger, I wanted to find that strength again to help other people in some capacity. I went into this with a motto of no regrets and no expectations. I knew I had nothing to lose and I had the potential to gain new opportunities, learn more things. And I went into it with an open mind and an open heart. And it was quite exciting. It was scary, but it was exciting. When I look back to, I guess what I'll call right now, my prior life, prior to losing my husband and the goals that I set for myself, the career goals, the fitness goals, uh, miscellaneous things like getting my own motorcycle license, going skydiving, or ascending and rappelling off of a cliff that was scary as hell. I look back at these goals and every time I decided to make a change, it was scary, but scary in a good way. For me, when I look at setting a goal, I define it as something that's going to challenge me, something that's going to teach me something, and something that will fill my heart. I don't think I realized that until this exact moment that that's what setting a goal means to me. 
What was different for me as I started to set goals in 2022 was I didn't have that person, that person to bounce ideas off, the person who inspired me, that person that I trusted and loved more than anything and would tell me, you can do anything. And I believed it. My husband was my biggest cheerleader. So as I set sail on this new year of mine and all this dabbling that I wanted to attempt, the scariest part for me was not having my biggest cheerleader by my side, but I could not let that stop me. That in itself was also a goal, more like a subliminal goal of mine where I had to constantly tell myself, I can do this. So how did I create a list of dabbling ideas for myself? Well, I used the infamous Google and did some Google searches on local volunteering opportunities. I reached out on Facebook. I would network with friends and family and get a variety of ideas and just keep jotting them down. And when I say jotting them down, that means putting them in my Excel spreadsheet. Then I would organize it. I would keep track of when I'm going to do them and then what the progress was, how I felt about those tasks in those dabbling moments. Did I like it? Did I learn anything? Did I meet people? Did it fill my heart? And that task in itself of keeping track of it, although it was a very minuscule task, it provided me that something to do. That's something to focus my energy and my mind on. It felt productive. Some of these things I've already mentioned in prior episodes, but things that I dabbled in were, I took some classes out at UWGB, including a writing class. I volunteered on a promotions committee for the town that I live in. I delivered meals for ADRC. And another goal that I jotted down in my spreadsheet was, you know, those friends that you run into at a grocery store or someplace and you catch up for those three minutes and you say, all right, we're going to have to get together. Yep, sure. Yep. Okay. And then it never happens because life just happens for both of you. Well, I made a list of those friends and then I started reaching out to them one by one and getting together. I joined a bike race committee. And then there's the inevitable book. I kept getting influenced by friends saying, Stacy, you need to write a book. So I added that to my dabble list. Not only did I not have my biggest cheerleader, but I also missed sharing the excitement or the learnings of what my day looked like, my week, or the specific project. So for me to fill the void of that, I shared my day or my learnings with some friends, like, hey, guess what I learned today? Or guess who I met? And they would share that excitement with me. They also continued to cheer me on and tell me how proud they are of me trying new things and venturing out there. They were a huge part of why I continued to dabble, continue to try new things, even when it did get scary or it did get hard. These are people that I trust with my heart and soul. So hearing those words from them kept me going. Many of the things that I did dabble in were one and done or they were short-lived. I don't have any regrets. I learned a lot about myself. I did meet new friends and I was proud of myself for that venturing out on my own. And as I've mentioned, I was going into this to see, do I have another talent or skill that I'm not even aware of? 
or something that I'm super passionate about and that I can make an impact on, the two things that I really ended up focusing a lot of time and energy on because of my passion for them, one was the bike race committee. This is a road bike race that tours the state of Wisconsin each year. My hometown was awarded to have the races there. And so I got involved with this committee in building this event for the town. I love biking. I love events. And it was a great opportunity to meet some amazing people. It was a lot of behind the scenes work. So it also gave me that productivity feeling and a sense of I'm making a difference. The other very significant dabbling was deciding to write a book. You already know I have a three book series coming up. So this definitely took off in a way that I never ever could have envisioned. I am so grateful that I really took that leap, the leap of faith in myself. I have an upcoming episode that will talk about all the behind the scenes and what I learned in writing my books. So stay tuned for that. I found a journal entry midway through 2022 and I wrote, goal, learning to be happy by myself with what I am doing. Focus 100% on myself. Take control. You know, as I look at this goal right now, almost two years later, that goal still applies to me. Sometimes when I set a goal, it's not just a short-term goal, it's a long-term goal or a lifetime goal. This one was definitely one of those. Now I'm going to talk about making decisions for and by myself. In 2021, I feel like I was just robotically making decisions in the current moment. My decisions were about who was going to stay with me so I wasn't alone or whose house was I going to stay at. In 2022, besides setting goals, I decided when I was making decisions, they were going to be about me, my life, and my future. I decided to make a goal list. I decided to try new things. And I decided to have no regrets and no expectations. At the time, when it made sense, I would use my friends and my family to bounce ideas, but the final decision was always mine. I was in my 50s, but it felt so grown up to do my own thing. You know, I'm a big team player and I know there's no I in team, but at this stage of my life, it was about me and what made sense in my heart. Some of the decisions that I made were challenging and scary. I ended up selling John's truck and buying a new vehicle by myself. I shredded documents from 2020 doctor appointments, John's passport and driver's license. I sorted and gave away his clothes. These are big and scary decisions, but I did it. I found another journal entry from 2022, and it reads as follows. I feel accomplished and strong. For some reason, I decided to see what I journaled a year ago today. A lot of it was about how sad and lonely I was and very anxious. And they ended it with, this is hard. The pain in my heart is indescribable. I miss his voice, his touch, his smell. I miss him so much. I will try my hardest today and every day to feel him around me. I love you forever, John. As I sit here and read that over and over and over again, I realize it still applies. 
and always will. However, what's changed is the indescribable pain. I'm not in pain any longer. Rather, I'm at peace. Why? Because that's what John wanted for me. So that's what I must do. I now have my entire house, including the closets, set up for me, but still surrounded with things that remind me of him, some subtle, some obvious, and it just feels right. I've said this to you guys numerous times. I'm so glad that I track these things and these moments that I feel because when I do look back, I can tell how much stronger I've gotten. Even in that journal entry, in a one year's difference, how I openly shared to myself that I didn't feel the pain that I did a year before that. I remember that pain very distinctly, and I thought in that moment I would never be able to feel better again. So knowing that I did make significant progress, it's such an energizing and invigorating feeling. Setting goals and making decisions for and by myself. I learned I can do it. I learned it's okay to fall and get back up, try something else. It's okay to laugh about it. It's definitely okay to grow and it's okay to be happy. I continue to set goals every day, every week, month, and year. And they finally, they finally feel like it's not just something to do, a filler of time for myself. The goals and the decisions that I'm making for and by myself now, it feels like me, the new me in my whole new life. Thank you for listening. I hope you go live your best life today, this week, and always. I would love your feedback. My contact information is on my website, stacyryanauthor.com. I'm also writing a book series about my life experiences. I am an Ironman, a young cancer survivor and widow, and now an author ready to share my story to help others. All my podcasts and book updates are posted on my website. Peace, love, and happiness, my friends.